Aw, damn. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of In the Studio with Rubio, where comical commentary meets politics, technology, world news, entertainment, pop culture, and just a plain weird. Get strapped up with your seatbelts and let loose your ears for your daily dose of news entertainment. Whether you're just a plain Joe or someone that screams, I need attention. It doesn't matter because you're here for the useless commentary. Useless commentary. Now, without further ado, let me introduce you to one of the most silliest yet funniest people to ever exist in the history of all histories. Histories, histories. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Chris Rubio. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of In the Studio with Rubio. Tuesday, March 9th. Today, we're going to talk about Iowa Governor signs law shortening early in election day voting. Independent report finds evidence of Beijing's intent to destroy Uyghurs and Jiajing genocide. Amazon expands its palm recognition payment tech to more of its stores. Eminem, Eminem's in the news, releases new song after TikTok campaign tries to cancel him. You can't cancel Eminem. NBA, also this uh, edition of Sports NBA Insiders say all these threes are reaching a critical mass. And all I got to say is, Thank you, Steph Curry. Also, in this um, edition of Just Weird, we're going to talk about a North Carolina woman adopted as infant discovers biological father is on FBI's most wanted list after DNA test. And in this segment of Let's Watch Some Chia's, we're going to talk about Newsom. Good old Gavin Newsom. Recall effort in California closer to making the ballot. All this, guys, in this wonderful Tuesday edition of In the Studio with Rubio. Let's do this. <laughs> of course, before I start, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. If you like this video, go ahead and share this video. And if you must, go ahead and leave a comment down below. Ladies and gentlemen, how's everybody doing? Happy Tuesday. We're almost there. Monday, I, I always say this no matter what day, Sunday. We're almost to Saturday. Saturday just happened, even though I, I said on Sunday. But hopefully everybody's all right. Hopefully everybody's good. Okay. Today, I've got something to say. I know everybody has footage out there. Everybody has some tape out there, bro. And when I say some tape, I mean some footage. Some footage uh, as you as a, uh, as a kid or as a teenager doing some stupid shit. I've got plenty of those tapes. You know, um, I think my mom has one. Well, um, without me saying anything, enjoy. Man, guys, I want to know, do you guys have something, have something um, like some old video footage that you guys don't want out in the Internet for the world to see? I have that. I have, uh, I think my mom has some old VHS footage of me dancing when I was seven. Now, bro, when I say I was dancing, that's what most people thought I was doing. It, it looked like to me, like, when I was watching that footage, I was like, is this dancing or is this an exorcism? What the hell was it? I was just like this. I would just shake it convulsing I was like this is not dancing 
you know, it's like we're, we're easily, as a society, we're easily swept away by dance crazes, right? Uh, I remember one year where we were, um, we were swept away by the Macarena. I remember another year where we were swept away by the, by the Gangnam Style guy, that Korean dude. Gangnam Style, that, that guy. It's like, and with TikTok, we're just so easily swept away, you know? It's like gonna be a matter of time you're gonna be at a dance club when it opens up and you're gonna see a person have a heart attack and one person in the club would be like, oh man, is that the latest dance move, bro? And then somebody calls the paramedics, the paramedics show up, they start giving CPR to the dude that just had the heart attack and another person would be like, yo man, is this the latest tag team dance move, guys? Is this the latest group dance move? This heart attack and CPR thing? <laughs> it's, it, we're just easily swept away, man. You know, so... I don't know, man. I'm, 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 a, I'm an okay dancer. You know, like, I love dancing, especially if, I, uh, if I'm drinking or if there's drugs. Dude, I'm, like, dancing, bro. You know? So, yeah, man, that's my little story. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Peace out. <laughs> yeah, I know everybody has the, has those kind of tapes, guys. I know everybody has those kind of tapes. So, don't tell me I'm I'm like the only one that that has these these kind of tapes. Because gosh damn it. Gosh damn it. I would just be I would just be heart torn if I was the only one. Everybody has some kind of footage of them as a kid just trying to dance, trying to trying to find the beat. Right? No? <laughs> Am I the only one? Oh jeez, don't tell me I'm the only one. Well, I guess I must be the only one, right guys? <sighs> In your face, sucker! No. <laughs> there must be I love I love I love this um Shut up <laughs> I love this little like sound module thing that I've got here. It just it just it just makes the it just makes the live stream so much more enjoyable to watch. You know? And if you don't think so, then gosh damn it. Then gosh damn it. How is adding adding sounds not contributing to the production quality of this live stream? <laughs> Please tell me. Well, like anything else, I think it's always proper for us to go to the first article of the day. Let's go talk politics, guys. This is brought to you by The Daily Caller. Iowa governor signs law shortening early and election day voting. Republican Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds signed a law on Monday that will shorten both early and election day voting. The law, backed by the Republican-controlled state legislature, closes polls one hour earlier on election day, 9 p.m. to 8 p.m. The law also cuts down early voting days from 29 to 20. It's our duty and responsibility to protect the integrity of every election, Reynolds said in a statement. This legislation strengthens, strengthens uniformity by providing Iowa's election 
officials with consistent parameters for election day, absentee voting, database maintenance, as well as other clear appeals process for um, local county auditors. Hmm. The law also bars election officials from sending absentee voting applications to a voter if they don't request one. The law will require absentee ballots to be received before polls close on election day, and the ballots must be returned by either the voter, family member, household member, or designated care, uh, caregiver. Iowa Democrats criticized the law in a tweet. Oh, did they criticize it in a tweet? What did they say? Rather than help I, uh, Iowans keep food on the table and a roof over their family's head. Uh, IA governor and Iowa Republicans chose instead uh, to fast track legislation that uh, stacks the deck in their favor and defranchises. Iowa. Man, this is so freaking partisan. This is what leadership looks like. I applaud Governor Reynolds and legislative Republicans for showing uh, Iowans that the GOP is listening to their concerns and defending the integrity of our state's election system, Coffin said. While our election system were already strong, this bill improves upon the work Republicans did in 2017 when passed uh, voter ID laws. The 2020 election showed us where shortfalls in our system existed and Iowa Republicans created solutions targeting at fixing these shortfalls. Democrat spin is strong and wild, but truth, sh uh, but, but truth shines true, uh, shines through. I'm sorry. I can't even, I, I, I can't even read this. This is so true, guys. Look, uh, uh, everybody has their own criticism about the 2020 election. It's done. Okay. But you cannot tell me, <laughs> you can't tell me that there was no fraud. Look, man, it's it's a simple question, really. Is the amount of fraud more than one? Yes or no? If it's a yes, then what's that number? What is that number? You know? I mean, come on. It, it's, it's the most accurate and... Oh, man, there were just so many things wrong with it, you know, and I say just leave it up to the states to handle their own business. But there has to be some sort of there has to be some sort of federal guidelines to make each state at least uniform, you know, because it's a federal election when it comes to the presidency. So I do believe that there should be some sort of federal federal system and how to do the elections. I don't know what that system is. I don't follow politics enough to a T where I could give you certain specifics. But what I could tell you is there was a lot of fraud. <laughs> there was a lot. You know, for me, a lot is not more than 100. Or I'm sorry, fraud, if there's no fraud, that's less than 100. It was more than 100. Okay. I know did did a lot of districts flip from uh red to blue or blue to red? I know, but there were a lot of dead people voting. There was there was a lot of mischief, you know what I mean? There was uh, you know, and also just the point of of freaking absentee ballots or uh, you know, absentee ballots and all that jazz. I know it was the COVID. Everybody wanted to stay home. But this was the time, this was a year in into COVID. And quite frankly, I am all for voter ID. If you, if really, if you can't get an ID, you cannot vote unless you get an ID. It's as simple as that, Doug. 
Don't tell me about voter suppression. Okay, it's it's so easy to freaking apply for an ID. Go get an ID. Go to the DMV. And we have the most, I would say, overpopulated, most stringent DMV over here in California. Nobody wants to go to DMV. The DMV over here is an all-day affair. Everybody knows this. Now, this is not the case for every state. I think I was listening to somebody. The DMV in Texas is like 30 minutes in and out. Of course, depending on where you live. But man, I know a lot of friends that 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 give me articles, that give me articles about voter suppression and things and this and that, and I'm like, look, man, that's all gravy. Okay, I mean, sure, you could uh, read me a couple sentences. On how I look at this guy, he lives, he lives, uh, you know, 30, 40, 50 miles away from the closest ballot, from, from, from the closest, uh, you know, voting station. Is this justice? Eh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if really, if really you're, you're too lazy to go to the voting polls, then... You just don't vote. Now, we have an election day. We don't have an election month, for for, uh, for God's sakes, right? If really you're not able-bodied to go to the freaking polls, yeah, apply for an absentee ballot. There's a verification system. We could verify all that shit. But just to have universal mail-in ballots just to spread to everyone, you don't, it's just common sense. You don't think that's open to fraud, dude? Have you not heard of Harvard ballasting done by both parties, by the way? Done by both freaking shitty party members. Have you not heard that? Man. Look, man, go get yourself an ID and go ahead and vote. I'm tired of all this bullshit. Tired of all this voter suppression bullshit. Look, man, the world out there is crazy. It's not fair. But what I do know is if you don't have the power, if you don't have the able ability to go to a DMV and get an ID so you could vote in the next elections, then you don't deserve to vote, bro. <laughs> Done. Dunskies. And only American citizens will vote too. Okay? And I'm an immigrant. I went through the naturalization process. Okay? Me and my family, we weren't able to vote for years. For years, bro. And then you're going to tell me immigrants that come in here, all of a sudden, they get the right to vote. Fuck that. I, me and my family, we worked hard. We spent our time. We assimilated into the country. So, yes, we get to vote because we went through the trials and tribulations of what you have to do to become an American citizen. So done. Where is my gosh damn? That's what he said. That's what she said. <sighs> School's over, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, Chris, you're so, you're so, you're so hateful. Oh, come on, man. That's a bunch of baloney, dog. That's a bunch of fucking baloney. You know that is.
Don't get me in a rut, Rubio. Don't say anything that offends me. Oh, God. Let's go on to the next article, guys. Next article is brought to you also by The Daily Caller. Independent report finds evidence of Beijing's intent to destroy Uyghurs and judging genocide. Mm. The Chinese government action targeting Uyghur Muslims and other ethnic minorities in the Jiajing region have violated every provision of the United Nations Genocide Convention, according to an independent report published Tuesday by dozens of global experts in international law and human rights. The report, released by the New Lines Institute for Strategy and Policy, concluded the Chinese government bears state responsibility for an ongoing genocide against the Uyghurs. It is the first time a non-governmental organization has conducted a legal investigation into genocide allegations and judging, according to CNN. China's policies and practices targeting Uyghurs in the, in the region must be viewed in their totality, which amounts to an intent to destroy Uyghurs as a group uh, in whole or in part, the report stated. <sighs> Guys, do you not know? That there is a genocide in China. But you you won't hear about that. Because there's so because you know why? Because the US and China, they are a married couple, guys. They're a married couple. I don't know who the abusive one is. <laughs> I think it's the one that's killing people, right? I think it's the one that's committing uh, uh genocide is are the evil people, right? And when I say people, I meant the government. I'm not, I'm not talking about the Chinese people as a whole. I have a plenty, plenty of Chinese. But dude, this is a this is a genocide going on, man. Everybody knows about the Uyghurs and the Jiajing pro province getting targeted. Look, man, China China is like that. Uh, China is like that. Uh, China is like that abusive father, right? That hey 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 hey, don't don't talk about it. you don't want them in, you don't want to make them more abusive dog, that's what it is. And you know if you're a Uyghur Muslim man, get out, bro. What are you doing there? If you're a Uyghur Muslim man, there must be a lot of humanitarian, uh, humanitarian aids, at least you uh people that go over there and try to help all these refugees or whatnot, try to help all these uh, oppressed people. These people are oppressed over there. Not only are they oppressed, they're being genocide. So, I say get out, man. I say, you know, if 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 you're a Uyghur Muslim living in, uh, in China's Jiajing province, man, it is time. It is time you pick up your cell phone and uh, you book a flight through Spirit Airlines because they're cheap. They're cheap, guys, Spirit Airlines. I don't even know if there's a Spirit Airlines in, in the Jiajing province. I don't know. Just call or book a ticket and get the hell out of there, bro. But I understand, you know. I understand the whole thing. And, it, you know, it. It's like it's like we live in this bubble. We live in this bubble, right? It's like I live in LA. I've got my you think I'm struggling here. 
It's, it's like when you read stories like this, when you read stories about being a Uyghur Muslim and your people, you know, partaking, being a victim of genocide here by the Chinese, by the CCP, it kind of makes everything, all your trials, uh, trials and tribulations uh, as a struggling comic or actor really doesn't matter, right? I mean, you can, you got people dying because of their political, or I'm sorry, you got people dying because of their religious beliefs, some parts of China, but I'm complaining, I'm complaining about uh, 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 how I bombed yesterday at an open mic. Come on. What? What? Uh, uh, you know, we got people dying in Jiajing province. We got the Uyghur Muslims dying, and this is how much we live in a bubble, right? Oh, we got... Uh, I bombed yesterday at an open mic. There were Uyghur Muslims, uh, uh, you know, being a part of genocide. And well, I don't care, man. None of my jokes worked last night. Oh God, we're so detached. Hey, Mister Harris, what's up, buddy? You know about the Uyghur Muslims, right? The Uyghur Muslims, and it's still a story. They're still being. It's still a genocide out there, bro. And it's crazy because uh, I know you just joined the live stream. I was just talking about how how the U.S. and China were like this. We're like a we're like a married couple. And if the U.S. and China were married, who is the abusive one? Who's the abusive one in the couple? I would think. I mean, they're both. Yeah, they're both abusive in a way, right? Months ago, yeah, it's still happening, bro. It's still happening. It's crazy, man. I mean, there's plenty of Americans that live in China that just follow the rules. I mean, when you're when you're living in uh in an in an uh, authoritative state, authoritative country, you've just gotta stay in line like everybody else. There is no freedom. Like, how many times have you heard people just go missing? People go missing in China all the time. It's it's freaking weird. It's weird. I, I don't know how else to uh, explain it other than weird. OMG. Mutually abusive. Yeah. Hell yeah, mutually abusive. You got one side that's communist uh that that that's a strong communist nation. You got the other side that's still practicing World imperialism is <laughs> just crazy. I'm saying, hey, I know you just joined, but I'm, I'm saying if you're a Uyghur Muslim, if you're listening to Chris Rubin, you're a Uyghur Muslim that's living in the Jajing province, book, call Spirit Airlines and get the hell out of there, bro. Get it. Get out of there. Call JetBlue or whoever it is, who, 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 whoever the cheapest airlines are over there. <laughs> it's an airline over there in the Jiajing province uh not communist airlines <laughs> hey thank you for booking for not communist airlines uh where would you like to go to the u.s sure <laughs> what'd you say 
Yeah, man, you're correct. People do randomly go missing in China. What a lot of people say are uh, their organ farming. Oh, yeah, I've known about that. I've known about the organ farming. You know, but it's it's not even about that. It's it's like not only do poor people, I bet you poor people, even middle income people in China go missing all the time. I'm talking about the rich billionaires. Sometimes they go missing. <coughs> like Jack Ma, like that guy got, you know, the, the CEO of Alibaba, I think, that got missing. Tell me if, uh, oh man, I would love to see Jackie Chan talk shit. I would love to see Jackie Chan talk shit about China. He won't. He wouldn't do it. <laughs> they would pull all the rush hours from the shelves, I swear. No, 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 no. He's still not missing. And they found him or he made a public appearance, I think. I'm not I'm not fully aware of the story. But that's just crazy to me, man. All right, let's go to the next story. You would love this, Jordan. You're going to love this. This is brought to you by The Verge. Amazon exp uh, expands its palm recognition payment tech to more of its stores. It'll soon be available in 12 of its locations. Amazon One, the technology that lets customers pay in shops by scanning their palm, is expanding to more stores in the greater Seattle area. The company says it's available starting today in its four-star store in Linwood and it's coming uh, weeks. Amazon One is also coming to its Amazon bookstore in Bellevue and its four-star and pop-up stores in South Lake Union. In total, 12 of Amazon physical stores will soon feature the technology. All right, let's watch this video. Let's see, let's see what this video is all about. This is Zoe. Just like you, she uses lots of different cards and IDs to get through her day. What if all Zoe needed was herself? Introducing Amazon One, a service that lets you use your palm to quickly pay for things, gain access, earn rewards, and more. Let's say you're grabbing your favorite coffee beverage, or heading into the office, or checking out. Just hover your palm and you're on your way. It's as easy as that. Sign up is free and takes less than a minute. All you need is a credit card, your phone number, and your palm. That's it. Since your palm is unique and can't be lost or misplaced, you can get things done quickly and securely. And with more experiences on the way, what? Amazon One will help you get even more done, simply by being you. Now, Zoe has more time to do what she loves, indoor skydiving. Enter, identify, and pay with Amazon One. Wow. Wow. Oh, I'm not cool with the palm. I thought it was supposed to be their phone. Why'd they change it? I don't know, bro. I don't know. But this is scary to me, man. This is how it starts. Otis Huxley, Brave New World. Here we go. <laughs> it's going to be a cashless society. We all know it's going to be a cashless society. Right? We all know that cryptocurrency is in the game. I mean, you know, I don't have any cryptocurrency, but I want to invest in it. I'm not well-versed in it. Um, I'm actually afraid of it. You know what I mean? But, man, it, it's, it's going to be a cashless society. It, everything is going to be done. Who knows? It, there will be 
a time when we're, people are going to be okay to have chips implanted in their body somewhere. And that's scary, man. Look, I know, Jordan, you said hell nah, but it is pretty cool. It is. It, come on. Come on. It is pretty cool, right? I mean, I feel the pandemic uh, was a good crusher of cash this past year. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> what about if all this was just was just an evil way of making us not tangible to cash anymore. I get Neuralink before I get this from Amazon. Oh yeah. Yeah, 100% I would I would get Neuralink in an instant, bro. You kidding me? Dude, I would dude, uh, the moment that I get Neuralink, my next question would be, "Hey, I watched The Matrix. Is there any way I could learn karate? <laughs> Is there any way I could learn all the martial arts in like could you just download it to my brain in five minutes actually that's uh, that's gonna be pretty cool man you know just uh yeah thanks uh just to have like Neuralink I mean it is a I'm who was I was listening to a futurist today on uh, Joe Rogan it was actually pretty I'm, I'm still halfway done I don't know if you've watched it um Jordan but uh, he was talking about eugenics, you know, and everybody has this bad connotation of eugenics. But we got to take a step back and actually and actually like talk about eugenics in the form of embryo, embryo selection and CRISPR, you know, just just try to take out all the things because. I think he was talking about if you have 12 embryos and you know one of the embryos have Down syndrome, would you pick that embryo? You wouldn't. So if you had the choice to pick an embryo, you know, for your child, you would pick the most healthiest one. And each different embryo has different strengths and weaknesses. You know, if, if, if you want an embryo, this one has a chance to be taller or stronger, you would pick that. You know, this one has a better IQ, have a better chance for a better IQ, you would pick that. That's the part of eugenics that I think we should talk about, you know. But eugenics has this big stigma, you know, big stigma. And not only that, Margaret Sanger, who I think the CEO of Planned Parenthood, she was a big eugenicist, you know. Dude, doesn't the way you're you're going as a world somewhat look uh, like the Matrix? <laughs> yeah. It does, right? It does. I mean, just, I mean, uh, I'm just looking at this article, right? And this is the article. First off, first off, hold on. First off, this is crazy, right? Just that, that whole palm thing. But then there's an advertisement on the same thing, on the same, uh, look at that. This is the world. This is the future right here, guys. Ready Player One. I talk, it seems like I talk about this in every live stream. This is the future, guys. <laughs> this is the future. Right? I mean, I, I, you know. Dude. I think a big reason why people don't like eugenic is due to World War II and Hitler. Yeah. 
dude, that was a good movie. Oh, um, by the way, a point, a point to your uh, last comment. I think a big reason why people don't like eugenics is due to World War II and Hitler. I totally agree. And they brought this uh, same, I would say, uh, the same conversation up in the Joe Rogan podcast today. I don't know if, uh, uh, if you if you heard that yet, but actually. <laughs> There was a bunch of scientists that was practicing eugenics uh, for uh, for Hitler that got their kind of uh, that kind of got their knowledge from scientists in the U.S., which is kind of ironic because you know people say eugenics, oh, that's Hitler's thing. Well, Hitler's scientists learned a lot. From the eugenicists from uh from the United States, which is so odd because you never hear about that. And for the people that don't support eugenics, I ask you again, if you had twelve embryos and you had and uh is it right to choose the right embryo that doesn't have um you know like Down syndrome, Parkinson's disease, or any one of these um, you know, bad diseases. Because if you say yes, uh, I would definitely pick an embryo that's best suited for my life and my wife and my kids and 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 everything else. That's that's eugenics, dude. <laughs> that's eugenics. <coughs> Have you ever watched the Black Mirror episode uh, on the video uh, on video game one and how real? It is? No. What season? What season and what episode number? What's the what's the what's the episode title? Yeah, man. That's just crazy. That's just crazy to me, man. Ah <sighs> good topic though. Let's go to the next segment, guys. Next segment, <laughs> playtest. <laughs> Let's go talk about entertainment, guys. Entertainment, this is brought to you by CNN. It's one of the best ones. I should watch it. Okay, most definitely, man. I'll probably watch it tonight. I've got some time tonight. Playtest. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a look. at. Do you know what season that is? Because I know Black Mirror, I think, has like three different seasons. <laughs> Not sure, though. All right. Oh, season three. Okay, for season three playtest. Okay. I have that in my mind, bruh. Episode th two, I think. Okay. All right. Will do, buddy. Did you hear about this? This is uh, brought to you by CNN. Eminem releases new song after a TikTok campaign tries to cancel him. Eminem has released a new song in response to a TikTok, TikTok, TikTok campaign that tried to cancel him. The song Tone Deaf has uh, also has an animated video. It's included on the rapper's 2020 album Music to be Murdered by Side B and is a response to the TikTok campaign that tried to cancel Eminem over a decade-old lyric of his on a song with Rihanna. The 2010 single, Love the Way You Lie, makes light of domestic violence, critics say. On the new song, Eminem raps, I can't understand a word you say. I am tone deaf. I think this way I prefer to stay. I am tone deaf. I would stop. E I, won't, I won't stop even when my hair turns gray. I am tone deaf because they won't stop until they cancel me. 
Fans also defended the rapper on social media against Generation Z people be born between uh, the mid-1990s and the early 2010s. Oh, she's One follower on Twitter wrote, I am technically from Gen Z, but trying to cancel Eminem is absurd in my eyes. This man is amazing, uh, has amazing music, and has really helped me when I hit uh, mental lows. Another said, one of the best animated lyric videos I've ever seen. Amazing work. You're a legend. One of the best ever uh, to do it and doing it. It's fucked up, though, man. <laughs> I'm going to watch it, dude. You, 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 you pretty much solidified the episode for me, bro. We're going to do this, bro. <coughs> I don't know what the hell people are tripping about. Also, question for you. Go ahead, man. Shoot. Shoot with the questions, bruh. <clears throat> Uh-oh, what's this? Hold on. Let me remove this one. Add the broadcast. Okay, here you go. If you could travel to either of these places, which uh, would you choose? This will help me with where I want to go uh, for vacation next month. Costa Rica, Nicaragua, or Croatia, or Montenegro. Well, babe. Vern, come here. Have you okay? If you had to pick between Costa Rica, between getting a vacation, uh, a vacation spot to Costa Rica, or Nicaragua, Croatia, or Montenegro, which one do you would you Costa go Rica. to? I've been there. It's beautiful. Could you speak to him? Why Costa Rica? Here you go, Jordan. Here's the wife. She she's been to Costa Rica. It's just awesome there. There's so you can see the volcanoes. There's a lot of uh different. Why don't you bend down so you can uh, there's a lot of volcanoes. There's if you love surfing and the beach, it's awesome over there. You have the Caribbean side. You have the uh the Pacific side as well. So depending on like what you're interested in, um, you can see different things. They have a lot of different wildlife. There's a lot of hiking stuff. Are you are you bringing your girl by the way? The food's delicious. The best fruit, the best is is good. It's good stuff. I wanted to stay there. If I wasn't with him, I would have stayed there. <laughs> <laughs> Pura vida. Yeah, he's yeah he's yeah. he's he's going with his uh, Filipino uh, uh, future to be wife. So is that gonna be their honeymoon? Fights out of St. Louis round trip are three fifty. Wow. What? Three fifty round trip, dude. Wow. Are you are you for real? That's crazy. You gotta go then. That you is, gotta go, most is, definitely. I mean, it's gonna suck being on a plane with a mask. That's the only thing for that many hours. Yeah. But oh yeah. It's <laughs> nice. I mean you gotta check too. Uh when I went to Costa Rica it was in February. February till March. I was there for like six weeks. But I went to different From parts. Chicago to Peru, round trip flights next month are 260. I want to go to Peru. Yeah. 
You need to get a passport first. I know my passport expired. I just missed it, so I have to do the whole process all over again. Yeah. Uh, well, whatever you pick, like let me know, dude. Hopefully, you can still watch me while you're in uh, Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah, but if you go out of, if you gotta go out of the country, you gotta get COVID tested and all this other junk. Six weeks is a damn long time, though, dude. Oh, I loved it. It went by fast. I yeah, wasn't, I wasn't missing nobody. I was, I was. No, no, no. She went. Uh, she went for I a went, class. When I was, I, when I was doing my masters, I went there and we did like different research. I had a research. I had two different research projects over there. So yeah, I went there and I did research. So I kind of had a different experience than tourists because I like, I was really in some rural spots where we didn't have like hot water and water had to be shipped in and. I was saying cold showers, like you know, we were we were rough riding it for a little bit. You gotta have a negative PCR test. We had some test. places where we had an opportunity to be in a little resort, and it was awesome. But like you know, we were we were scientists, so we were living like a scientist. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool though. Well, I yeah, man, you're gonna have fun regardless. I mean, it is Costa Rica. I'm I'm, I'm guessing it's it's very very humid over there. So. Uh. It's humid on the. It's humid in the 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 uh, the the Caribbean side. If you're on the Pacific yep. side, it's a lot more drier. Mm -hmm. Sorry, where I burped. If you go kind of like where the rainforests are at, it's definitely more humid. It's different. Like if your girl wears a lot of makeup and you're going into the humid area, it's not gonna be fun. No, his girl's pretty. His girl, uh, uh, compliments to you, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Harris, for uh, picking up one of my peoples. Uh, <laughs> picking up one of my peoples. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you should have worded that. Like, picking up one of my peoples, like you picked, like you picked her up in the corner or something. <laughs> what type of research did you do there, babe? Um, oh, it's been so long. I was doing a research project with birds and like their foraging habits. Because like, you know. when she was away, uh, you know, plenty of women were researching me for some reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rejected no. project. Okay. All right. Never mind, guys. Okay. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <I> was, <laughs> like, foraging, uh, different foraging habit, uh, habits of different birds. And then I was also studying. I forgot what insect it was, but I was, I was measuring, like, how much of the leaves they were eating. So I was like measuring the dynam diameter of like how much, I forgot what insect was. It's been so many years. This is like back in 2000, ooh, 2006, seven. <coughs> that was a long time ago. Well, regardless, man. But I, did, I, did, I did a lot of research. Cause yeah. even as an undergrad, I was doing research on rats and Alzheimer's disease and I was studying estrogen. He was like, damn, you did some science shit. What's, uh, what is their job? now Doesn't well matter. before yeah oh i was when i was doing school i was just doing i was a researcher like i got paid to do research could you come close could you i just... got paid to do research when i was in school yeah 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 well thank you baby yeah hi <laughs> i made an appearance on the show i exist everybody <laughs> i'm real <laughs> she's like she's real <laughs> I know, a lot of people don't think I'm real. No, she's a personal trainer now. I know. Has nothing to do with science. I it does. Been, you know, I personal training I mean, has... I should have been a kinesiology major. 
<clears throat> that's more in the field that I'm in right now. Yeah. I really wanted to be a doctor. I really wanted to be a sports osteopathic doctor. So I never wanted to work with athletes and specifically focus on legs. On I, always legs. Thought I, I always thought I was going to marry an athlete because I wanted to work for athletes. You did marry an athlete. A professional athlete. Oh, uh, professional uh, athlete. Uh, 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 professional. Excuse me, sir. You <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, babe. Love you. Okay, all right. Uh, well, I hope she answered all your questions, man. Teams would definitely uh, hire you just for the team. Yeah, dude. 100%. <clears throat> well, Jordan, thanks a lot for fucking uh, hanging tight, man. I know I've got like 300 viewers uh, minus uh, 298. So, uh. Well, if he goes to Costa Rica, he has to go ziplining. Say what? If he goes to Costa Rica, he has to go ziplining. Oh, uh, if you go to Costa Rica, she said you gotta go ziplining. That's the number one thing you gotta do. Zipline, baby. You gotta zipline. Yeah. Zip it and zap it, baby. Let's go to the next article, guys. This is brought to you by ESPN. NBA insiders say all these threes are reaching a critical mass. A couple of weeks back, the Milwaukee Bucks and Minnesota Timberwolves squared off in a game only a few years ago would have been historic, but in 2021, it's just another Tuesday night. In a sparsely filled uh, Fizzer forum, the two teams attempted 96 three-point shots, one every 30 seconds. Jesus! On the twenty, uh, on the twenty-two players who took the floor, nineteen of them look took at least one three. Wolves rookie Anthony Edwards is a marvel, is a marvel leaping uh, off two feet, as witnessed by his recent dunk of the year spectacular. Though you wouldn't know it from this performance, the thirty-one point four percent three-point shooter jacked up two attempts in the third quarter off the dribble from twenty-six feet and sixteen. And 14 seconds remaining on the shot clock, respectively. Likewise, two-time reigning MVP Giannis Adetokounmpo, Tukumpo, Tukumpo <laughs> the league's most devastating finisher, and still trying to cultivate an outside game, twice breezed across half court and launched an early triple. Oh man! <clears throat> Look, man, I played basketball all throughout as, uh, as a kid. Right. Basketball has is my favorite sport. And I'm pretty sure basketball has kept me out of trouble as a kid because I was going constantly going to practice, constantly going to basketball camps. So in a sense, I love basketball uh, as a sport and I've got my favorite basketball players. Now, with that being said, I know basketball. OK, and let me tell you, ever since Steph Curry got into the league. Every pickup game, everybody's trying to be Steph Curry. Everybody is trying to be Steph Curry, man. And it pisses me off. Every pickup game is like people that have no business shooting a three or shooting at all or shooting the ball. It's like, bro, and they've got ugly-looking shots. Could you imagine a, a person that doesn't have an accurate shot that shoots like uh, that shoots like Shaq <laughs> taking threes? And they make like one out of ten, and they're like, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. 
Bro, let me tell you, man. Steph uh, Steph Curry is a great player, but what he did for the game is is pretty shitty, man. Pretty shitty. Look, I've done it myself, okay? Because of Steph Curry, I changed my shot. I used to be a jump shooter. Now I am a set shooter. If you guys play basketball, you guys would know the difference, okay? And being a set shooter for a small kid, for a small individual like me, makes sense, right? But with all that said, every pickup basketball game, People are launching threes. Everybody wants to be a Steph Curry, man. You know, everybody's shooting it from like 10 feet beyond the three-pointer. And like, bro, <laughs> you can't dribble. You can't shoot. What is your business shooting the ball, bro? Even people that just have responsibilities, just rebounding the ball. Rebound the ball, you're going to shoot the ball. Why are you shooting the ball, bro? Could you imagine? Could you imagine just like a rugby player that's never played basketball, but he's seen a couple Steph Curry games just going, playing basketball, just launching all these threes? <sighs> and people's like, people's ego is in check too, man. There's, look, I played basketball. I played so many pickup bas basketball games. I know the lingo. I know the ins and outs. I know what to do. I know how to talk. And when you're playing pickup games, it's especially, especially, I, uh, I don't want to say violent ones, right? But, you know, when you play these pickup basketball games and when it's, because when you're playing with a whole bunch of dudes, five on five games, it gets really competitive depending on who you're playing with. And when it gets competitive, there's a lot of shit talking and a lot a lot of physical activities, man. Why specifically do you think he caused it? Who's Steph Curry? I think Steph Curry caused it because, like, he was amazing to watch. Everybody wanted to be Steph Curry. He was so accurate with, with his shots, you know? I mean, you could say Larry Bird. Larry Bird didn't do that. Ray Allen didn't do that. And they were equally as good shooters. But Steph Curry is, hands down, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter to ever exist in the game of basketball till now. Or uh, for this time. I don't know who the next one is. It looks like Trey Young could, could be in the future. Could be. But because of Steph Curry, because every, because, you know, when Michael Jordan was playing the game, everybody on the basketball court wanted to be Michael Jordan. There was a phase in my life where... <laughs> Five foot six Filipino guy was doing fadeaways. Like, what is a Filipino guy doing 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 fadeaways? I have no business. But Michael Jordan did fadeaways, and I was like, you know what? I gotta practice a fadeaway game. But then Steph Curry started making all these threes from insane ranges. And now you got a a guy named Jimmy who's going to Locker Center High School in 10th grade that wants to be the next Steph Curry. That has an ugly shot. Steph Curry gave him the motivation to shoot it. Well beyond his range. <laughs> it's true, man. It's so true. Yeah, man.
Let's go on to the next article, guys. Next article, Just Weird. This is brought to you by Fox News. North Carolina woman adopted as infant discovers biological father is on FBI's most wanted list after DNA test. What? William Bradford Bishop Jr. is accused of murdering his mother, wife, and three children 45 years ago. What? <laughs> oh, my God. This could be crazy. A North Carolina woman who was adopted as an infant has discovered through uh, genealogical sleuthing that her biological father is one of the FBI's most wanted fugitives for brutally murdering his mother, wife, and three sons in 1976, according to reports. Kathy Gilchrist began searching for her biological parents in 2017, Fox television stations reported. Gilchrist connected with Susan Gilmore, a third cousin in her biological mother's side, whose knack for uh, genealogical genealogical research helped to dig deeper into Gilchrist family history. Gilmore followed uh, the clues that led to the revelation that Gilchrist biological father, which was ultimately confirming confirmed with DNA testing. Gilchrist recalled getting the news and asking Gilmore, is it somebody famous? Gilmore replied that he is. Oh my goodness, dude. Gilmore said that the man she found was William Bishop uh, Bradford Bishop Jr., who would be 84 today, and that he was wanted by the FBI for killing his family. Man, dude. This is Kathy Gilchrist, an FBI wanted poster for her biological father. Look at that. That is cray-cray. Could you imagine? Just like, oh my gosh. Who is my bi biological father? Your biological father. Uh... Killed your mom. <laughs> killed your grandma. And killed. Killed. A, he killed his whole family, man. That is crazy. Kathy Gilchrist was a product of a previous relationship between Bishop and, and a different woman who gave her up for adoption. Jeez. He's a murderer, LOL, and uh, murked your whole family. Yeah, dude. You know, you, uh, you want to know what the crazy thing in all this is? Is that it started out as as a, let's see. <laughs> that That's the way it started out. Let's see who my biological father is. I'm like a 50 something year old woman and you know i've got i'm retired i have some time to find out now so let's go take a look at who this is oh my god my bio my biological father was a murderer murdered my whole family now that's um that's one thing you don't want to find out right I mean, there's things that you should find out, and there's things that you shouldn't find out. She's like, like she looks fairly old now. Look at, look at, look, look at this picture. She looks fairly old, fifties, sixties, probably. There's, there's no need. There's no need to find out about your biological father, bro. Yeah, I never want to know that. She looks like in her fifties. Yeah, she, she definitely does. And look at this. 
She looks so happy. <laughs> she looks so happy. You know your dad murdered your mom. And possibly your stepsisters and brothers. What? Not step. Your, your biological sisters and brothers, actually. That is crazy. Find my 19-year-old dad and put him in prison. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, there, there might be a possibility that this case was dead. No pun intended. That they like, okay, we can't find the guy. But then since she brought it up, I think it's proper if I was like, in law enforcement to bring the case back up. It 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 would only seem common sense to me. I mean, gosh damn, dude. Now what did you do? Now let's say if he gets found. Let's say if he gets found by the cops. And then like he's rolling the court. He's about to be sentenced. He's 84. He's 84, 85 years old now. He's about sentenced by the cops and his daughter is there. <laughs> He looks back at her and she's like, I was just trying to find out I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> Dad, I was just trying to find out who my real father was. I didn't know you were a murdering bastard. <laughs> oh, man. Just look at these pictures, man. What, what, what is up with these pictures? <coughs> this is how he would look like. This is how he would look like. So, guys, if you know anybody that looks like this, an 80-year-old 80, 80 person that looked like this, call the cops, man. Oh, it totally looks like a murderer to me, dude. Yeah, I know, right? So, uh, brown hair, 6'1", male. Oh, my God. His occupation was uh, United States Government Foreign Service Officer. Mm. Place of birth, Pasadena, California. Man, that's just next door. Dude. Oh, I'm definitely going to write a joke about that. I would I would just love to see the uh I would just le love to see the court interactions. That's just me. Just the dad looking, "What did you do?" I was going to retire over here in Florida. I wanted to live my life and retire here. I don't now I'm going to freaking spend my lives in a cell thanks to you. Uh, hit me uh, with it once you get the joke done. Yeah, dude. I got to. It's probably, you know, okay, so Jordan, you want to know what I do with these live streams, essentially. So, I'm going to go on stage tonight. Uh, I've got a gig at 10, 10 o'clock. It's, it's an open mic. But usually what I do is um, I rewatch yesterday's live streams. And from the articles that I read there, 
since it's just one stream of consciousness, since, since I just read the headlines and I just try to find the funny in the articles, um, when I'm sitting in my car for an hour, I try to find the setup and the punchlines or just try to find crazy things. So creatively, this live stream serves as a vehicle to jokes. That's essentially why this live stream exists, you know? And also, like, when people chime in, like, Costa Rica, like, if, if, if I watch that, I'll probably have something funny to say, you know, going off on a tangent when my wife went. And probably, you know, she, she was researching this while women were researching me. You know, that's a, you know, like, like that's what I do. I mean, I was like, I need, I, I, I try to make things multifaceted. So, uh, that's okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm trying here, bro. I'm trying. Oh, man. Let's go to the last segment of the day. Let's watch some cheers. Not jizz. Cheers. Okay. This is brought to you by Fox News, guys. Newsom recall effort in California closer to making the ballot. Should we do this, guys? Yeah, hell yeah. The effort to recall California's Governor Gavin Newsom just got closer to making the ballot. Organizers for Recall Gavin 2020 announced nearly 2 million <coughs> signatures have been gathered. That's about Woo! half a million more yeah, than needed boy. to recall him. With more than a week left until the deadline, the group has until March 17th to submit the signatures for final verification. Here with an update is Randy Economy. He is a senior advisor of the Recall Gavin Newsom campaign. Good morning to you, Randy. Good morning, Ainsley. How are you? I'm Must I say, his name is Randy Economy. <laughs> Doing well. I know you're excited about this. On, you said on yeah. Sunday when you made the announcement there were tears in people's eyes. Why? You know, it's been an emotional uh, roller coaster for so many of us, including me personally. Because we just look at the collateral damage that Gavin Newsom has done to so many millions of Californians' lives, whether it be the small business owner in East Los Angeles or, or the the restaurant worker up in up in Oakland, uh, everything. What now? What you say? <laughs> yeah, Randy Economy. <laughs> Such a name, dude. Such a character. Anything that he has done uh, during this pandemic, he's done wrong. Uh, and 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 the collateral damage that he has caused with so many lives is just irreprehensible. Um, so we're here. We're gonna we're gonna clean the, we're gonna clean this mess up, and we're cleaning it up by having close to two million Californians now, you know, sign our website, uh, go, sign our petitions, uh, get this thing on the ballot for later this year, uh, and we're gonna have a big election, a huge election that everybody in the world is gonna be watching. Well, Bernie Sanders, he's weighing in on your movement. He tweeted this out. He said, <laughs> right-wing Republicans in California are trying to recall Gavin Newsom for the crime of telling people to wear masks and for listening to scientists during COVID. Extremist Republicans have done enough to undermine democracy already. We must all unite to oppose the recall in California. Wow. Your reaction? Uh, I don't think Bernie Sanders knows what his own uh, followers and uh, fans and voters are doing here in California. A lot of our, our, our people who have signed our petitions are... Bernie has lost his shit, bro. What the fuck? Does Bernie not know the... And uh, this is what it is, man. Bernie is not running California, bro. Uh, Bernie doesn't live in California. He lives in Vermont, bro.
the word extremist is a very harsh word to be using. That's wild. I know, right? Extremist. Are Bernie Kratz. Uh, because they're sick and tired of the mess that's been created by, by Gavin Newsom, the Democratic Party here. So Bernie's being very un-Bernie right now, <laughs> and he needs to kind of get a little reality check on what his troops are doing out here in the Golden State. Yeah. Uh, because when he makes nonsensical comments like that, it's just a poor reflection upon the reality of, of what we're doing here in California. Look, and this is not a Republican movement. You know, 31% of the people who have signed our petition thus far are Democrats and yeah. declined to state. That's a lot of people. So this is not a Republican thing. It's a California thing. When it comes to verifying all these signatures how when will you get that accomplished when will that be finished because you still have you only have one more week to get all the signatures uh, it's uh, thanks Patrick's Day so uh, after that the California Secretary of State has about uh, 35 to 45 days to go ahead and canvas all 58 different county registrar voter offices uh, and then uh, after that she will make a determination uh, if the uh, if we reach the goal and the person who will actually uh, certify the election is Eleni Koulanakis who is our uh, lieutenant governor who happens to be one of Gavin Newsom's very best friends and again wow. Gavin Newsom appointed uh, Gavin Newsom appointed Shirley Weber uh, the new Secretary of State because so he shifted Alex Padilla over to the to the U.S. Senate when uh, Kamala Harris became vice president. So it's a very incestuous, dirty game of politics here in, in California. We're trying to change that, and the only way we can change it is to change it. All right, Randy, if people want to sign the petition, is there a place they can go online? Well, you can't do it online. You have to go ahead and, but you can go to uh, recallgavin2020.com. Mm -hmm. You have to go ahead and get that thing downloaded, and you've got to give me a wet, wet okay. ink signature. All right. And so if you don't wet ink it, it's Randy, not useless go. to us. It's useless. All right, thank we did, you so thank much, you, Randy. Ainsley. We did reach out to the governor's office for a statement, and we did not hear back. Uh, and that's what I'm talking about. You know, there's so many people pissed off about Gavin, uh, stupid, what the hell is this? Stupid Gavin, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom. It's just uh, all the hypocrisy done by not only him, but by, by, uh, by his cohorts. Right. Uh, I forgot who that one woman is, the one that uh, said that, uh, you know, uh, there's no indoor dining. Yet she was indoor dining. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if he loses his uh, next election. Yeah, I, I hope he loses. Everybody is betting him from uh, to lose. I don't know. Uh, from from all from every liberal comedy friend that I have over here nobody is supporting the guy so I it, it was just like that that Bernie comment it, it just really just caught me off guard because why would Bernie say that I mean he doesn't know Bernie doesn't know what the hell is happening in California he doesn't know people are frustrated here people want this place to open up you know Due to all this shit uh, of of the shit him doing and not allowing his people who voted for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's preaching. He's he's preaching from his ivory tower and he's not practicing what he's preaching. That's basically the nuts and bones of it. Most of these freaking politicians, even Eric Garcetti, our L.A. mayor, is a, sh a shitty freaking politician. You know? Adam Schiff, who's uh, one of our uh, uh, 
one of our representatives is also a freaking shit. He's the one that propagated the Russia gate for so many years. I've got evidence. I've got, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence of your Russia gate, bro? <sighs> but I hope he gets recalled, man. I I I really hope so. And uh, you know, and as an ex-democrat, I really hope a Republican takes uh the governorship of uh, California. I know Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, was a Republican, you know, but I hope like a common sense Republican actually, it, it, there has to be some sort of balance. This is what happens when you got one party completely controlling every local, local precinct and state and just everything from the top down. This is what happens when you have one party control. And the best thing to do is just to have pa powers on both ends across the board man but you know it's uh, california is so skewed to the left that it's going to take us uh it's going to take us it's going to take california a bit to recover you know like every i bet you most californians won't see that uh, won't say this but i bet you most californians are looking at places like texas and florida going oh if we could only <laughs> About uh, Florida versus California. Oh yeah, uh, about that. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, right? Especially the stat of uh, it's 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 like it's like it's 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 not basically the same stat, but it's like both claim to be science, uh, you know. This is a science, yet one state is completely shut down and the other one is, like, completely open. You know? And tell me this. Do the people like DeSantis? People love DeSantis over there. If anything, DeSantis is probably going to run for president for 2024 and he will probably get a good backing. You know? It's just crazy because Florida has all the old people. Florida has all the old people and they know how to manage it. So how is it? How is it that Florida has mostly retirees, old people, and yet they're completely open? The people who are the most susceptible to this damn virus living in a state that's most open is not, uh, you know, I would say is not the numbers doesn't show it to be more than California. And I know there's a population change. The infection rate uh, is lower and the death rate is like 0 0.15, 0 0.15 more. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's just crazy to me, man. Not when you do percent. I don't know, man. I would just, uh, I picked up some kebabs and now uh, me and the wife were talking to a person that worked at the kebab place and she, and you know, she was like, well, it's slowly opening up. No, we need to open up, bro. <laughs> I want people to be sitting inside this, this establishment ordering kebabs and eating without their mask. 
they're damn near identical, but one's open and one's not. Yup. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude. This is the tale of two Americas right here, man. This is it. And it couldn't be more fitting. You got California, the most west state, and Florida. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you got California, the most west of states, and you got Florida, the most east of states. It's like so opposite, right? They both share coastlines. They both share beaches. They're kind of like the same as far as living in the coast. Kind of like have a vibrant uh, nightlife because of Miami, Orlando, you know, Tampa Bay. And then you got California, just everybody's clothes. Everybody wants you to wear a mask. Everybody, you know, is a zombie apocalypse that could happen in any day. It's just weird, bro. It's just weird. Well, Jordan, I just want to say thanks a lot for listening to mo to the most funniest Filipino that you know in your lifetime. So thank you. That's not funny. That is so funny. Gosh damn it. I'm going to bring my dog up here too. I can't. This show cannot be a show without me bringing my good old girl up there. <laughs> and oh yeah. Let me let me do this. Let me take this off real quick. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I got to show my sister sooner or later. <laughs> well, Jordan and everybody watching me, thank you for joining another edition of In the Studio with Ruby. If you guys want to follow me on my social media, I am on all these platforms, Facebook to YouTube. I'm also on my new um, social media platforms, Minds, Odyssey, Rumble, and BitChute. Go ahead and give me a follow there. And of course, I do this Monday through Saturday. If you want to send me some money, I'm on Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, Zealand, Facebook Messenger if you want to support my work. Pause this video, take a screenshot, and God knows I need that money. And of course, if you're on YouTube, go ahead and hit that notification bell. And most importantly, hit that subscribe button on your lower right-hand side. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, everybody. I will catch you guys tomorrow at the same bad time, same bad channel. Peace out.